Hello, Tower Bottoms. It's me, your host, Zach Noe Towers, and this is a podcast about sex. Um, this interview is so much fun this week. Uh, I am in New York City. Uh, I've been surviving on a diet of basically pizza, um, bagels, and I wish I could say dick, but the, the penis part of my New York City puzzle has yet to fall into place, but I still have hope. Um, I, I will... I'll be brave and say I think guys in New York are hotter on average than guys in L.A. Or it's more so that like New York is filled with so many people that like hot guys are just sprinkled all around. It's like stepping on a landmine in the best way. You're just on the subway. You turn around. You're like, oh, my God, that is the hottest guy I've ever seen in my life. Whereas in L.A., everyone's kind of expected to be on the hot side and everyone is also on the way to an audition. Um, it feels like dudes here have like money in the bank. They have never heard of, um, of SAG before. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. Um, yeah, I don't want to take too much time uh, because uh, me and my guests go for a little bit, but uh, I do want to say uh, sorry to my patrons. It's been a, a week or so since I put up a bonus episode. I'll get on that, I promise. I've just been traveling, um, but I am in New York City to open for Sofia Nino de Rivera's third Netflix taping. It's this Saturday, um, September 4th. There are two shows, but if you sign into my DMs and you're in New York and that sounds like something you wanted to go to, I think I can get people in for the taping. Um, don't hold me to that, but please, if if, if you speak Spanish and you want to go to a Netflix taping on Saturday, September 4th in New York City, um, slide in my DMs. I'd love to hook you up if I can do that. Um, housekeeping, please rate and review the pod. Um, please share the pod with a friend, maybe. And, uh, oh, consider signing up for the Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash towerbottom. And that's uh, bonus episodes, some video content. And if you have $20 a month, uh, you can become an ass master. And that is basically just pictures of my butt. Um, uh, I, I, I think it's been, <laughs> okay. My, my guest, I'm staying with my guest of the weekend. She just heard that part. Um, so anyway, uh, let's get into it. Uh, without any further ado, this is fucking couches with Rosebud Baker. Rosebud Baker. Hello. <laughs> Are we doing a sound check or is um, this just no, how this we're is talking? It. This is oh, just we, how we... We just jump right well, in. Well, now that you've picked your tone, you have to maintain it for the pod. So I have to See sing for the rest this. of the podcast. Could you imagine? Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording this episode live from Rosebud's gorgeous apartment. Palatial. What's, what's the area calling? It's not Gramercy. It's Peter Cooper Peter Village. Cooper Village. Yes. Oh, so it's like historically known like why it's historically known. known as it's it's everyone here is a hundred years old <laughs> and um uh, luckily you know people die and a place <laughs> opened up 
and I got it. Luckily, people die. <laughs> there has to be a bright side somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Every this gray cloud has a dead has person a, in it. Has a dead. <laughs> has every gay gray cloud. Every gay. Every gay cloud. <laughs> it's filled with dead people. <laughs> Why is that so funny? Wow. Yeah. Well, gay clouds. Um, Rosebud is one of my... <laughs> no, I can't stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> A cloud filled with dead people is just killing me. <laughs> You're just like, oh no. <laughs> that was my apartment. That's why they're shape-shifting. That's why clouds shape-shift. Hell yeah. Because they're filled with dead people. Maybe they're And ghosts. that's what I'll tell my children. They're... Oh, did your parents ever tell you stuff that you accepted as fact? Um, Do you know yeah, what I mean? like, every single thing, <laughs> every single thing. Like, um, you know, men should be more successful than women. Oh my God. I was that's like, a- my child brain was like, absolutely. Um, you know, you look good with a bowl haircut. <laughs> sure. And you still do. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you Rosebud so much. Rosebud has a Google imager. She has a, she rocks a bowl cut. Yeah. It's, yeah. um, it's, it's long in the back though now, <laughs> but I kept the bangs. <laughs> I wanted to keep it half bowl. <laughs> half bowl. Um, Rosebud is, as you can tell, a comedian, one of the best out there. She just had a mm-hmm. special, an hour special come out via Comedy Central, but it's accessible to the world mm-hmm. on YouTube. It's called Whiskey Fist. Well, the world except for Canada. And uh, we're, we're, we're working on it. No, you I know? stand by what I said. Just get a VPN, you guys. The world doesn't include... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Canada. Wow. Did you grow up making fun of Canada? Canada and now it's like mm, Canada's kind of cool um I grew up watching South Park yep. make fun of Canada yeah okay maybe literally that's what I'm thinking about it, it literally came from that it was like a joke like yeah Canada blah. yeah now it's like oh how universal health care sounds yeah they're like sounds yummy they're killing it yeah oh. <laughs> and so. we're just killing ourselves former tenants of Rosebud's yeah well apartment. let's be honest Cuomo did it yeah um <laughs> what didn't he do um uh, um but rosebud yes sex podcast this is a sex podcast what case. could you imagine you didn't tell me i know and rosebud is famously a virgin i don't do that i don't do <laughs> sex i don't do sex <laughs> don't do sex kids um do you okay the only like weird or not weird question but the only like like serious not even serious question how do you define sex does that make sense how do i define it yeah if you like if you said you had sex with someone what does that mean to you it means i fucked okay like it means there was penetration there was penetration yeah so either mouth or front hole or back pocket Mm, yeah okay all those have you done back pocket i have you have yeah but not a fan (sighs) there's a mic your there was a micro level of disdain there was a micro level of stain <laughs> and I couldn't recover. Oh, do you I, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, I've yeah, pegged yeah, yeah. and <gasps> I've gotten wait. and I've taken it. So from a, from a, an attachment. Oh, wait, wait. You mean you've taken it in the butt? Yeah. And given it in the butt. Yeah. Via pegging. Did you enjoy pegging? You know, I was really very drunk at cool. the time, and cool. Deer Hunter was playing. Um, Jesus Christ, is yeah. that what gets you in the mood? No, it was just one of those situations. Actually, what like during my drinking career, where I was like, "This is this does not align with my childhood," and <laughs> I need to reevaluate a lot of things that I've done to get here. Um, 
But it was because my boyfriend at the time was like, I want to fuck you in the ass. And I was like, deal if I can do it to you. Because I was like, it was just, I was just trying to, um, you know, put it off. Yeah. And I was like, if I make this deal with him, it'll never happen. It's never going to happen. Oh my God. And then, uh, next thing I know, an Amazon box comes and it's a strap on. It's a strap on. And I, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to get hammered because I've never done this before. (laughs) And, um, wait, did you do both anal sessions in the same evening? No. Okay. Did you fuck him first? I fucked him first. Good. That was smart. Yeah. And, uh, and then when that was over, I was like, yeah, I'm still not going to let you do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Which is perfect. So and I really like, I mean, I need to make an apology to that person. We, and he didn't get to fuck you in the butt? No. Oh my God. That is so amazing. And no, you don't. Mm. I think that's just part of his story now. Yeah, it is. He learned not to. He not learned to, to trust get his everyone. first. Yeah, not to. Tr- not don't to trust th- women. Yeah, listen. Unless you want to take it in the butt, <laughs> don't say yes to taking it in the butt. <laughs> you know, like I think I I probably taught him uh, an, a valuable lesson. But you he did. seemed to enjoy it. Though. Oh, did he? Yeah, it doesn't feel like I Were you- did anything that he didn't that he wasn't up for because he ordered the fucking strap on totally so he was like ready were you okay wait so do you think he maybe was using it as a way to get that to happen no yeah oh he did you did i mean i think i i think he wouldn't have asked for it but i think he was like oh up for it two birds one stone i've always been curious about yeah anal penetration he seemed to enjoy it you said were you like a gentle top or did you like just rail him or? I think I was gentle. Okay, I mean, that's, I, you know, yeah. you don't put on a strap on and immediately just go to town. I don't know. It could be like one of those, like you step into the uniform and you like become well, a. I had taken it. I had taken it before. So I oh. knew what that felt like. Okay. And I was like, let me just go as, you know, let me not be an asshole. You're a goddamn, you're a goddamn saint. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me let him be the let, asshole. He will be the asshole. Yeah. Um, do you remember the first thing that ever made your quote unquote coochie tingle or like the first thing that made you like, Oh, like sex is like a thing. Oh my God. Um, I don't remember because I was really young. Like I was, when I first started like rubbing it out, I was like young. I had another guest who was extremely, she was like, I was a little kid having orgasms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, my friend's sister also, she would um, like straddle the couch arm yeah. and her parents would be like, no rubber, no rubber. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, okay. So I have this memory in my head of a lamp in my living room and I was like asking myself like, cause I was just doing a writing prompt one day and it was like, what's like a memory that you have from sure. childhood. And I remember like looking at this lamp in my parents' living room And then I realized that that lamp was next to the couch that I used to masturbate on. And so all it was, all that memory was, was me avoiding eye contact with the couch that I, that had made me come. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like me looking across the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah, or like you see the ex-lover at Trader Joe's and you just right, kind of like, just like oh, okay. look past. And you just look at the granola. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're like, couch, I didn't know I'm you'd s- be here. Yeah, hi. You look, <laughs> you look good. Yeah. <laughs> How have you been? Oh, I'm just going to look over here. Yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. Wait, so did you have shame around coming? I think so, yeah, because... I mean, I come from, like, a really waspy family. I, my parents were never, like, physically affectionate same. in front of me. Same, same. Um, I was, you know, we went to church every Sunday. We were Episcopalian, so it wasn't, like, a shameful thing. Yeah. You know, Episcopalians are, like, the hippies of the Christian. Is, are they? Yeah, they're, like, anyone can start their own church. That's oh, kind of Oh, it's, like, very, like, loosey-goosey. Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even learn that until, like, way later because all of it feels very uptight and... Incredibly so. No one is, like, expressing emotion. And it ruins your Sunday morning. It ruins your Sunday. As a kid, Also, you know. if God loves you, why the fuck do I have to dress up for him? You know what I mean? That would piss me off so much. I, I would ask that question over and over and over again. I'd be like, why, if God loves us, why do we have to wear these fucking clothes? Yeah, this get up. Yeah. Who am I trying to impress? Right. I'm it's not, I'm not trying to fuck God. Right. Uh, maybe. But not really. Not like that. Yeah. You yeah. should be able to come in sweats. Be comfy. Right. You should be like pillows on the ground. Like a sleepover vibe. Yeah. It just felt like... So I, I just immediately had this very weird relationship to um, love is conditional. That's like what you get taught. Love is conditional. Love is earned. Um... You don't deserve love just because you're born. You have to oh. earn it. Oh. Which is kind of the underpinnings of all, like, the church and the Bible and all of that. Sure. You know? I do feel like it's, like, in my head it's, like, a point system where they're, like, keeping track of, like, oh, you messed up here, but if you do this, it's okay. And it's, like, right. do this. And, you, it, yeah, it just feels, like, very it's, much like keeping track. It's tabs. everything but you're fine as you are. Yes. You're allowed to enjoy yourself. You're allowed to enjoy your life. Um, feel bad about anything that makes you feel good and you're fine. And it's like, what? Hold on. (laughs) Uh, Catholics, I think it's original sin. Like for being, you're being, you're born with original sin. It's like, what? Right. You just inherently start off in the negative. Yeah. And then you like have to like prove yourself for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. So I just... um, So sex wasn't like, so in your household, because you have siblings, you have sisters. Mm Mm-hmm. And wait, where are you the youngest? I'm the oldest. Oldest. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, I was going to say, did you learn anything from them? I used to say that with them? pride, and now I say it, and it makes me want to fucking scream. Isn't it so funny? And when we're, like, in middle school, we're like, I'm older than Erica. Well, yeah. Matt's older than you. And it's like, now I'm like, I'm not that much older than Erica. Yeah, I'm like, I'm the oldest. Um, <laughs> anyway. So you were, like, the four, if there were any um, whisperings of sex in your household, you would be the first one kind of, like, learning about them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was the first one to like teach everybody about everything. Sure. And what's the age difference between you and your siblings? Uh, so it's like not even two years. It's like a, it's like a year and a half. Okay. Um, and then, or like a year and 10 months. So it's like almost two years. Huh? Did you like being closer in age to that sibling? No, we don't get along. Oh, really? So no, she's, it's complicated but yeah so we don't get along right now I mean it's like sisters it's a constant ebb and flow and it's like forming alliances and then finding people to be on your side and on your team and then like you're talking shit about the other one and then they're talking shit about you and it's just like 
It's fucking insane. Wow. Okay? That sucks. You'd think family would be like a <sighs> place of solace. For who? I, <laughs> I think I was just thinking of family in general. Yeah, I but mean, that like, would be a great idea. That is what the idea of family is. That is never what it is in practice. Okay. Like, when people say they like their family or they get along with their family, I'm like, you need therapy more than anyone I've ever met. <laughs> like, you are fucked. I will say, so my family, also very dysfunctional. When I got on TikTok, I would see families doing TikToks together. I'm like, what is this malarkey? Like, this is not, this is not real. No. And I was like, oh, wait, maybe some families actually do get along. Let me say let me just say this. <laughs> These kids who with their supportive dads who are like dancing on TikTok and trying to be cool for the younger generation, they are so much more fucked than we are. Like, <laughs> do you know how beneficial it is that I do not get along with my dad? Like, I wouldn't have to try. I wouldn't be trying to prove myself the way that I am if my dad was supportive. Do you understand? My dad watched my special told called me up a week later and was like I saw your special came out and I was like yeah and he, I go yeah it came out uh Wednesday and he goes yep I watched it no. and that was all he said no <laughs> that was all he said and let me tell you something I am a 35 <laughs> year old woman yeah I'm 35 <laughs> and I looked at the and I was like yeah no he's not gonna say more than that like there's no part of me that's like please say more. But of course, deep down, You're a like, part of me is like, please. please say now I was like, I was like, when he said nothing, I was like, great. I got a second special. It's a guarantee. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the fire has like been the, relit. Yes, I was like, so like these, I mean, look at fucking, if we're going back to the church thing, Jesus and his dad. <laughs> Famously comparable to Rosebud and her dad. Famously comparable. Um, Perfect, <laughs> perfect, perfect comparison. Yeah. Me being Jesus in this scenario, the murder. Yeah, nailing you to and, and him being a uh, an apparition. His dad being <laughs> not basically real. not there, not real, um, but a very powerful man nonetheless. That wow, is, it's a perfect <laughs> comparison. I'm like, this is why Jesus learned to walk on water. <laughs> Oh my God. You understand he had a shitty dad. He Wow. Wait, is that a bit you do? No, but I should. That's very funny. Thank you. And this is how comics laugh at each other's jokes. <laughs> Just so you know, that is very That's humorous. funny and you should say it on stage. <laughs> um, uh, did you say it on, have you tweeted that? Did you say that on stage? <laughs> you gotta. You got, write that down. Yeah. Um, 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 that's Okay. That's amazing. Then what was your... Oh, wait. You don't remember your first orgasm. Do you do remember your first orgasm? I don't or remember it, but I remember um, young. the shame around it. Wow. Yeah. Like, it, But you obviously couldn't stop from doing it because you know you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Once you open that door... Dude. The flood, like, it's like the shining elevator. Yeah. But with <laughs> orgasms. Yes. <laughs> um. I would like be in my basement, in my parents living room i would just be rubbing up on shit <laughs> anything that wasn't nailed to the ground yeah or maybe things that were nailed to the Do you ground know what they, they call that they call it shuffling Stop. like doctors call it shuffling when like kids are discovering their genitals Stop. and they yeah yeah shuffling mm -hmm. 
which is Weird. kind of cute. It kind yeah, of looks it, like a little showbiz. It looks like a tap dancer. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you remember your first sexual experience with another human being? Yes. First sexual experience or first like first time I had sex? Oh, first like sexual experience. Oh, man. Mine was like obviously I think a classic. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Yeah. But I guess I don't know if that's se- that's sexual because it was genitalia based. Yeah. I remember being like, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. It was with a cousin, though. <laughs> Which, like, I don't think I've ever said out loud. Like, it's just one of those things that I've walked around and been like, yeah, my cousin's uh, seen my pussy, I think. I, I don't know. I, like, I don't really remember it. You know what I mean? It was like. Sure. We, like. You might have also put it in a back, you know, a back cabinet, a back, you know, closet door. Yeah. That memory. Yeah. And it, but I remember it being, like, a belly button, like, showing belly buttons. Sure. And then it going to, like. But I don't remember like what happened. All I remember is like an aunt coming upstairs and being like, oh, God. And then, <laughs> and then I remember like running downstairs and telling my parents and being like, oh, they were just, you know, playing kissing cousins. And I was like, what? We were. What? It was like, we what? You know, like it was just this kind of like immediate shame. Sure. And like everything is wrong. And But like the truth is like. It could have been something that wasn't that bad. I, yeah. And that a parent walked in and immediately I internalized as like this fucking horrible, shameful thing. Yeah. But who knows? I think there's like, it's a fine line what you're talking about. It's like uh, between being too hands off and obviously too hands on. Right. With like, Mouse, quiet. Sorry. That is, oh, they're like hammering something. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay. Then beyond that, then do you remember your first like real like, sexual engagement with another person yeah I remember like losing my virginity but I but I also remember getting fingered for the first time on top of a uh, laundry machine at a friend's house that was it on the laundry machine oh so was this like a great experience Mm, probably not but like settings wise it was ideal Okay, okay, you meaning settings on the laundry machine? Yes. <laughs> like, the laundry machine did the work. Oh, it did? It was, yeah. like, vibrating? Yeah, okay. and then he just, like, stuck a finger in, and I was like, oh, we got it done. There it is. You know what I mean? Um, wait, 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 but to paint this picture more so, was the laundry machine a choice, an active choice, or did you just happen to end up in the laundry room? Was it, like, at a party? It or? was at a party, so okay. we ended up there. Okay, great. But it really worked out well for yeah. Connor. And, um, Shout of course Connor. his name is Connor. And, <laughs> um, and I remember him being just like this, like such a hot guy. Like everybody wanted this guy Stop. and like everyone was talking about him. Like he's so hot. Blah, blah, blah. And I, when was this in your life? Oh God. Seventh grade. Wow. No, oh, eighth grade. Okay. Eighth grade. Cool. 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 Yeah. Connor. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing like my Connor. Right. You know? Well, we they probably looked the same. I mean, totally. how different. Mine was a soccer player. Okay, mine was a little cross player. Great, so same thing. We're in the same boat. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I remember like having that go on and being like, okay, it happened. Like it wasn't mind blowing, and I feel like I probably faked it, and like, but like I also kind of did I, you fake having an orgasm? Probably. I. Okay. I mean, I remember. Going home and being like, I had an orgasm, but like, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I remember 
having more pride in saying that it happened than in remembering what had happened. Because you know when sex is good because you start to replay the moments the sure, next day. Sure, sure. I never had that moment. Like, I was never like, oh, God, that was so hot. It was like, I was excited to be there. But oh, wait, because you did also like Connor. It yes. wasn't just like, and so you felt very like the chosen one. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Were you dating Connor? Or was this just like I a... I can't remember. Okay. This is a real problem for me is like I have had like actual relationships that I can't remember in oh, my life. You're in you're in good company. Yeah. I, my, I get, my 20s were a literal blur. When people yeah. are like, oh yeah, in 2014, I blank, blank, blank. I'm like, how do you remember that? I have no idea what I did in 2014. Yeah. No, no idea. You'd have to show me like tweets and like maybe my Facebook or something yeah. to be like piecing together. I don't yeah. know. Oh, and when I did like my inventory, like my sex inventory, mm-hmm. I was like Smirnoff Ice Guy. Yeah. Bouncer Vegas one. Bouncer Vegas two. You right. know what I mean? Like I'm just like, I don't I don't know. No, I mean I'd I've had guys that I remember just based off of the movie that was playing. <laughs> and I can't even remember the name of the movie. I just remember like um Adam Sandler drunk something. And it's like you know what I mean? Like it's like the Adam Sandler movie with the red wine on the cover. Punch Drunk Love. Okay, okay. Oh, that's like a that's like a different Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a guy that I remember sleeping with with that playing, but I don't remember his name. And I Holy. know, I, and I went to high school with him. So I don't, but this happened like later in college, sure, like sure. after college. I don't remember. So oh, you like came back together. I was home. <gasps> he was a home hookup during like a time when I was home. Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. Yeah, something like that. Um. Okay, so Connor was the first one to, put something in your hoo-ha mm-hmm. then beyond that do you remember your first time like a year or like we'll say penetrative vaginal sex yes so my first time was um with she's smiling a guy yeah no I was like <laughs> fully in love with this guy it was like a it, I had like a like a Disney movie losing your virginity kind of experience where like I was like with the guy we had started dating it was like a big deal he was older than me he had a car I was in love he would write me like love letters every day and like put them in my locker yeah and you're how old and he's how old I was 14 he was so you're a freshman yeah he was like a junior yeah wow yeah wow Mm -hmm. and I was so into him and we were together until my senior year or oh my, my junior God. year. Did he stay in your town? We were together for two years. Okay. And was he or three. at school for both of them? Or was he no. in college? No, so he one? went to, like, that was when things started to fall apart. You know what I mean? It was like he left, he left high school and started going to community college and smoking weed. And I was like, oh. Oh, you got, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, he was in the fast moving, like, world of college people no i was oh you're a loser yeah i was like oh shit he's not doing anything with his life and that was like you know a big deal to you yeah it was like uh, i i have had this for a good majority of my life is i attract men who constantly need to be um reassured and constantly need to be lifted up and I and then it becomes a second job for me to have to 
like their cheerleader, be their cheerleader when they are not their own. And so it's, it's complicated. Um, that's interesting though, because again, the common denominator here is you. Oh yeah. And also my parents, like I look at my parents and I'm like, my mom was like this painter artist who was like a golden retriever. You know what I mean? Just like very positive. And then my dad was like this depressive, um, sad workaholic who was never home. And like, that was the dynamic between them was like, my mom was like constantly trying to like make my dad feel better. And my dad was just like this like gray cloud. She saw something in him though. Do you, do you ever talk to your parents? Were they like madly in love at some point? I think both my parents were alcoholics and they met and they, uh, loved to party together. Okay. And then they loved making babies together, but they were not, ideal for each other because once oh. my mom got sober my dad and her were like splitsville immediately. Oh, did, are they divorced yeah okay gotcha very gotcha. much so wow yeah that's so interesting mm-hmm. so you kind of so saw, a lot so of it is like repeating their pattern yeah and um and also just like not having like a great so that that was like a shitty example you sure, know sure. of like love but it's i will say that the guy that I was with to get back to like the sex, we had crazy good sex. Like when I was in high school, I was fucking like (laughs) I was so into this dude and we were fucking. And I mean, to this day, like it stands out as some of the best sex. Yeah. That's really good to hear actually. Yeah. Like, so what, how, what was the first, was the first time good or was the first time awkward and painful? The first and- time was like good. Wow. Like we were so into each other that I don't think that it could have been bad because wow. like, even if it was bad, we were just so into each other that it didn't matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's sad because he's like reached out to me recently and I feel like he's kind of like lost his mind a little bit. No. Um, yeah, he just seems like really fucked up, but he Is he still in your hometown? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he's married, but he like oh. reached out to me, which is like not a great sign. Yeah. Um yeah. Anyway, but god damn it, he was so fucking hot. He looked like the guy from uh was it Smallsville or Smallville? Oh, um the Superman. The Superman guy. Yeah. He looked just like that guy. Stop. Yeah, he was so hot. Wait, is that dark hair, light eyes? Did dark have- hair, light eyes. French Canadian. Oh my big lips, like alabaster fucking skin. <gasps> like he looked like a Prince like Eric. a vampire. You wow. know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And he was a Scorpio, so he just like knew how to fuck. He just like was born knowing how to fuck. <laughs> is that a Scorpio? Is that what it yeah. says if you look up Scorpios? Let me tell you something. Scorpios, if they are sexually open, if they don't have like a ton of sexual issues. They can fuck. Wow. Yes. Um, what can Libras fuck? What are, yes. li- what are Libras like in bed? Libras are fun. They're like, Libras are more dramatic, <laughs> you know? They're more like performers from what I've seen <laughs> in bed. <laughs> but like not, um, they're not like as animal as like um, a Scorpio. Like a Scorpio is like, you are id. You know what I mean? You're like oh, pure id. Primal. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What are you? I'm a Pisces. And what are Pisces like? Are Pisces fish? No. 
Pisces are fish. Are they? Yeah. They're the fishies. Yeah. And Pisces, I think it really varies. They don't talk that much about like Pisces in a sexual way. Okay. They really don't from what I've read. But from what I've seen, Pisces are like all about pleasing their partner. So whatever their partner is into, they'll just kind of like morph. Wow. Making making the partner happy, lifting the partner up. Right. Encouraging the partner. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was written in the stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was written in the stars. Um, wow. Okay. So you guys were fucking. Yeah. I am curious though, just a sidebar. So he went to community college with stoner and stuff. Was any, were those traits uh, around when he was in high school? Was he also kind of like a. Yeah, he was a big stoner. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't like a shock that he got out of high school and like. And like was still smoking weed. Yeah, and like leveled off. And yeah, it was more like when I saw what the long term was going to look like. Because obviously we were so in love and we were like big plans. Yeah, big plans. We were going to get married, all of that shit. And um, yeah, it just wasn't. I was like, uh uh. I can't tie myself to this. Have you always wanted to do comedy or were you an actor stance? I was an actor and I wanted to be an actor. And I was like, stage or screen? Um, stage. I didn't really, I wasn't that interested in screen acting. Wow. I wanted to do theater and then I got to New York and I worked to be an actor for like years and I was like, this sucks. Yeah. This is awful. Yeah. And everyone here is like lame. You know Um, what I mean? Yeah, I do. Actors are, I did musical theater for a long time and they're a special type for sure. Yeah. And comedians, I know we're not like a bed of roses, but like there's a, a little bit more grounded we're a little bit more um i i feel like the benefit of comedy is that you have privacy like you have the privacy of doing it yourself yes whereas like with acting you're just constantly like checking in with each other and talking about your feelings and and it's like we're like podcasting right now but (laughs) it is i don't know there's something about you're very much like a co-pilot or like uh you're at best you're helping steer the ship you're not like steering the ship like with our careers it's like sit down write these try them yes yeah with acting it's like audition maybe get the part not get the part you want like do it for three months like and then like that project ends and you're like i'm starting over right yeah um Okay, so that sex was great. And this takes us to towards the end of high school. Did you have sex with anybody else in high school? Yeah, so, okay, so (laughs) (laughs) this is where it gets tricky. I love it. So towards the end of this relationship with this guy who I loved, right, he started to get very um, jealous and possessive and, like, checking in on me a lot. This is when he was in college? This was when he was in college and I was still in high school. Cool. Like, if I had plans after school and they weren't with him, he was like, what's going on? Like, he didn't have a lot of things going on outside of me. Sure. And I was still in school, so I had a lot of shit going on. Of course. And this sort of set a precedent in my life where, like, if a guy was controlling or manipulative of me or tried to get in my business too much I immediately like rebelled and um so I just started cheating I was like 
I was like, okay, I'm going to cheat on this motherfucker. And I did. I just started because he was like acting like I was already. Sure, sure. Like, so I was like, okay. well, I'm going to go get some dick then. Fuck yeah. And I did. I just started like hooking up with dudes. Very disappointing guys. In high school? Yeah. Like I remember seeing, it was the first time I'd hooked up with somebody where I saw like a very small penis. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, ew. Like, <laughs> like. Sorry to be sizest, but no. You know what I mean? I like looked at, I remember feeling it and being like, is that a thumb? Oh my God. Yeah. Like as far as saying like micro penis, like, mm. but like, a th- I think so. Wow. Because it's, it, it has stayed in my mind. Like, as like, as oh, like, there's a, like a, what is a wrong? Bump and yeah. Wow. And was your, um, your alabaster boy hung? Yeah. And he was, waiting in my driveway when I got home from that no yeah he was like that's what I'm talking about like he was very like he, he had been calling me and I wasn't picking up the phone oh my god and so I just I was like I'm just gonna fuck this guy because, oh wait, and you still fucked the thumb yeah I've still fucked the thumb because I was so annoyed sure it was I was fucking the thumb but I was really like I was fucking him at the other guy sure sure, sure 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 instead of like punching your boyfriend you i was like you can't tell me what to do yeah i'm gonna fuck this guy i'm gonna fuck this thumb dick <laughs> wait this is um okay. which it would have felt like better revenge if the guy had a nice dick but like <laughs> i went home i was like yeah I, whatever i just did you tell him no i didn't um he ended up finding out about uh he didn't find out about that guy he found out about a different guy because i had gone away to like governor's school which was like is that finishing school no it sounds like it but it was an arts school it was an arts program oh that you had to like audition and be like selected and like we had the fine arts academy it was a summer program exactly so yeah i went to this summer program and it was like an acting program and i hooked up with some guy there and i had written about it in my journal and he saw the journal and like read my journal, but which, you know, he was looking for something to hurt himself with. Of course. And uh, he found it. Yeah. And I remember saying that to him. I was like, so how do you feel? <laughs> Rosa was actually smiling like, bigger than she has I was in like, the entire you podcast. Look, well, but I was like, you look like someone who found what he was looking for. Yeah. So. He must have known that like, you know what I mean? Like. Something mm-hmm. had changed between yeah when you guys were super into each other, super fucking, and then like yeah when you were looking yeah. for an escape hatch. And I had like no loyalty. Like it was like through college and high school with sex, I had zero loyalty. I had no like, I mean, my relationship, my longest relationship in college was like three years. And every time I got drunk, I'd cheat on him. And I like, we ended up breaking up because he was like, listen, Cause I thought in my fucking alcoholic brain, I was like, okay, if I cheat, I have to be honest. And so I would tell him every time. And finally he was like, dude, if you keep cheating on me, we have to break up. And so I was like, you're right. Okay. That's fair. And the next time I cheated on him, I was like, well, I'll just break up with him instead of telling him like, I'm. <laughs> so I broke up with him, you know? Yeah. And, and I loved that guy, but I was an alcoholic and I just didn't know that every time I drank alcohol, I was going to fucking cheat because oh, you were with him. Yeah. 
for like three years. Three years. Yeah. That's the majority of college. Yeah. Wow. Wait, okay. So then can you talk about your alcoholism? Yeah. When did it, when did you, if you had to pinpoint a time, when Imagine you, if I was like, no, yeah, sorry, you, that's oh, all you're uh, going to uh, get. Uh, 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 <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the pod. <laughs> Check out Rosebud's special whiskey fist. Um, um, when did you, looking back, when did your alcoholism kind of kick off? Um, I think I was like, I think it was right after, so after my sister died, which was my senior year of high school. Wow. Yeah. It was at a graduation party for my high school graduation. Oh my God. I'm sure I knew that in the back of my head. I know the other details. Yeah. And you have a really funny joke about it. Is that joke in the special? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So... But that was like it care. I got fucked up about that because obviously it wouldn't have happened if it weren't my high school graduation and all of that. And so there's like survivors, survivors guilt and then just guilt in general. Like, sure. would this have happened if it weren't for me? The, all of that. Right. And I it like really fucked me up. And so I started drinking at the end of like I remember my parents got separated at the beginning of my senior year of high school. And then at the end of my senior year of high school, my sister died. And in between those two things, I, I got drunk for the first time. Yeah. And I remember I got drunk on jello shots and there's like pictures of me just looking like I had found my purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember yeah. getting drunk and being like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. I love this. This is my shit. Yeah. I feel good. Um, I could, I could just like break all my bones and I wouldn't care. Yeah, like it was like, yeah. it was just this you weird, felt invincible. Like, yeah. Like, oh. I was like, throw me out of a plane. Yeah. The Keep puzzle the parachute. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not going to feel it. You know, like that kind of shit Yeah. where I wanted to be numb and I loved the feeling of like not feeling anything. And I pursued that. I pursued that feeling for, especially after my sister died with everything that I had, that was all I wanted was just get to that place of like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. let's go running in traffic. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we did. <laughs> and I did. I just really went after that. Wow. You know, I think, I really think that me like getting drunk and cheating on my boyfriend and then telling him about it, it was all part of this. Like, I want to burn it all down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, I really did. Uh, I really, <laughs> I succeeded. Yeah. It's that whole magic, uh, medicine, misery thing yeah. with alcohol. So, but this carries us through. So you graduated high school mm-hmm. and then you moved straight to New York or no, you went to college. So yeah, I went to college and that was like when I was with that guy for three years and uh, was sorry, cheating wow. on him and was like getting all fucked up. And then when he, when we broke up, uh, I remember he, I had heard about him hooking up with somebody and I like lost my mind. Oh, <laughs> which is like, like what? You can't is, do it the other yeah, way. Like what? Um, <gasps> you're insane. Like you are literally insane and you have no concept of like what's driving you. It's all unresolved trauma. And you are just like, you're just like, I needed help. You know what I mean? <laughs> It was just like, I, I needed, like, you are insane. Your yeah. eyes are crossed. You're fully drunk. Yeah. I mean, I remember like getting more and more violent every time I drank and just like, 
I remember running into a friend of mine chasing after my ex-boyfriend being like where did he go and my friend was like uh I don't know I have no idea where he went and me just assuming that he they had conspired and just punching my friend in the face oh my and then like running away oh my god and it's like what the fuck like I like assaulted people you know what I mean and I'm saying this (laughs) on a podcast which is not great but It's what happened. Yeah. It's not a pretty story. Of it's course like, not. It's, that's what alcoholism looks like. And I um, mm-hmm. I remember like waking up every morning and being like, oh, who the fuck do I have to apologize to now? Same. Who's mad at me? Yeah. And, uh, and so after that breakup, it was when everything sort of like spun faster and faster out of control, right? Yeah. Like I didn't have someone to look out for me. I was just like, doing it all myself and kind of like making all my own decisions. I stopped eating. I just drank. Um, I lost so much weight that like when my parents came to visit me, they started crying when they saw me. And like, I just started dating my ex-boyfriend's best friend who was like out of college and living in New Hampshire or no living in New York. Uh And um, would take the Chinatown bus to New York every weekend during my senior year of college and would just party in New York every weekend wow. and was like, this is where I'm going to live. This is, this is where I'm going to fucking rage yeah. after I all mean, of this is over. Everything's open till forever. Yeah. Subways, I felt, trains. I felt like I had left college already and I was just like, I'm out of here. Yeah. The, I was pulling a geographic yep, a little yep, bit. Yep. You're like, Oh, this is yeah. my, these are my people. Right. Yeah. And I'd be staying with him and his fucking <laughs> band And, uh, it was just a nightmare. Like, and this was the guy that I ended up, um, moving in with when I moved to New York, I moved in with him and he, uh, like he, he was just this guy who was like really, um, had like his own issues around like taking care of people and he liked to do it. Yeah. His, he, I mean, every, this is the thing. Everyone in their twenties is driven by unresolved trauma. Like everyone is doing the same, like they, it's not just that they don't know anything. It's that they, they don't know anything about themselves. And the stuff they know is like, is like very buried. Yeah. And so people who are in their twenties, like they feel crazy because they are, <laughs> You know, like you are crazy right now. And it's like, you just have to learn how to like get the right tools and go to the right places and seek help from the people that, you know, you need help from, which are professional people, you know, not like a cult leader. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah. So I was like with this guy and we, we fucking partied together and he took care of me when I was supposed to be in rehab and like literally you were supposed to be in rehab? Yeah. Like my parents wanted me to be in rehab and he was like, don't worry. I'll make sure she goes to group therapy every week. And I would go to group therapy for eating disorders, not for alcoholism. I never talked about my drinking at all. Stop. I would never talk about my drinking. But does uh, your alcoholism manifest in eating disorders? Um, or disordered eating? No, I think disordered eating is its own okay. problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Guy, and that's a tricky... It was very tricky. It was very... Uh, it was all about loss of control and not wanting to lose control. But then my my alcoholism was about losing wanting, control. To, wanting to let go of control. Yeah. So it was just these two different massive oh, pulls. Yeah. You're being pull, drawn and quartered, sort of. Like yeah. pulled apart. Right. Wow. Yeah. 
How long did that relationship last that you lived with? Um, God, I think we were together for like officially living together for like a year. Uh huh. And then, but dating for like two. Sure. Yeah. And half of that was, I was still in college and the other half was like after college. And I just got into a fight with him one day and like left the apartment and like got a new apartment. Wow. That's, that's a power move. Yeah. I mean, it was just, and then didn't even realize what I was doing. Like I was doing it to make a point, but then then I was like, Oh fuck. I have an apartment. Now I have to live by myself. You know what I mean? And he moved to LA. He was like, I'm out of here. Stop. Yeah. Wait, was the sex with him good? Yeah. It was. He was a Libra. Oh my God. Go us. Yeah. He was so open to like trying everything and like doing anything and just kind of like, yeah, Libras are very like open sexually. They're not like, they just seem kind of like up for whatever. It's like the people pleaser thing kind of. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like we're malleable. Yeah. And Pisces are very like malleable too. So it was very like together. We just kind of like really wanted to make each other feel good. Nice. Yeah. And then, so that's why, uh, it was really a fucked up move for me to be like, you can fuck me in the ass, but I'm not going to fuck you. (laughs) Oh wait, was that that guy? It was that guy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he was really like, I just like, I'll do whatever. Like, sure. Put it in my butt. Yeah. Um, then, okay. So now you're, single he's like yeah split split me in half (laughs) you're single in new york Mm -hmm. alcoholic yeah eating disorder yeah party party fucking party then what was so was it like what was it like that like was sex dating it was just sad it was literally just sad like i had gotten to a point with my drinking and with partying and with just like fucking around in new york city and trying to act and trying to be an, not barely, you know what I mean? I was not trying to be an actor. Same. And I just was like alone. It was just me alone in my apartment. And I kind of realized like, this is getting sad. I would like go to bars and just like by myself and just like wait there like some old woman, like wow. an old divorcee. Yeah. And um, I signed up for an acting class uh, at William Esper studio. And my first day of acting class was my last night drinking. <gasps> Stop. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so we, we, you went to class and then you drank that night? Yeah, I went, I went to class. I remember asking people, who, where are my drinkers? You know what I mean? Like, where are we going to go drink? Because <laughs> I just thought, like, this will be people to drink with. Yeah. And none of them fucking, they all went out for a drink and went home. And the only person who, who stayed out with me was... A guy who got sober three weeks later. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. And then did you immediately use a a recovery program? I did. I went went to meetings. Yeah. Like, because it was my last night out drinking and, like, I ran into this girl and she was, like, in AA Mm -hmm. and she, like, gave me her number. And I remember my mom was in AA. Oh. So... I knew that if I didn't take her number, I would look like I was in denial. So I was like, I'll take her number so that I don't look like I'm in denial about anything. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like on my floor and I got fired from a job that I'd been training for, for like three weeks, like a hostessing job. Oh my God. In a restaurant with like 12 tables. We're not going to need you. Yeah. They were like, we can't help you because you're, you clearly have like a brain injury. And, um, (laughs) 
So I was like, I can't, I just, I'm like, I have a college degree and I can't get hired at a job hostessing at a restaurant for 12 tables and I need help. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I called this girl cause I, it was like the only part of the night that I remembered. And I called this girl and she was like, come to come meet me at like a meeting. And so I went and I met her and I was like, this is it. I'm just like, I, like I went to that meeting that okay. night and then I just stopped Giving in. drinking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you've been sober for, oh Christ almighty, 13 years. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Wait, then do you want to talk a little bit like as to uh, sober sex? For Wait, like was that like a transition for you? Like having sober sex with people? No, not really. Oh, really? Yeah. No, it wasn't like a... I mean, it was a little more vulnerable. Sure. Yeah. You know, it was a little bit like, oh, okay, I have to like make eye contact and like it's not just like a... But it was one of the only ways that I, you know, when you first get sober, you're still fucked up. You're oh just like God. looking for new ways to act out. Yes. And so that was one yes. of the ways that I acted out is I was just like, oh, I'm just going to fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Caffeine, sugar, dick. Yeah. Those are, and they're still a little bit the things that I go, oh, like I mm. could eat a brownie Sunday at midnight. Right. And you're yeah. like, I don't need a brownie Sunday I right know. now. But my, I so desperately want to be experiencing something other than what I'm currently experiencing. Right. I'm like, I just want something that's more exciting yep. than whatever I have. Yep. And that's like part of my personality. And I, I have to like work with that every day and just be like, just be happy with what you have, Rosebud. You know <laughs> what I mean? Teeth. Hi. Hi, Mouse. Mouse is Rosebud's dog who I've definitely traumatized um, by appearing to be a burglar. Yeah. Um, she actually looks at Zach and throws up. She and does. I don't know what she's happened. She's so conflicted. Her tail's wagging. She like takes a step towards me and then I said, oh, she's like shaking. Yeah. Hi, baby. Um. Anyway. So, oh, so, so fucking wasn't a big hurdle. You actually maybe, did you do it more when you got sober? Like did your um, sex life ramp up a bit? Yeah. I would say you got sober very young. I got, I became more of like a love addict when I got sober mm. than like a sex addict, but I would get, I would get like crushes on these guys and I would just be like so into them. Like in the rooms? Yeah. Like guys that didn't want to be with me, guys that weren't interested, guys that were all fucked up. And that I could save, you know. Oh, and, and I that's bet like, that's a, a dream situation for you. Yeah. Look at all these broken men. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that's how I got in the relationship with the guy with Whiskey Fists. With oh my the guy God. that I wrote my that ah, joke about. She, it, it's so fun. I don't know if you can. It, do you tell the joke like on podcast sort of? I mean, not really. Okay, but okay. Like, yeah, but it's yeah. It was with this guy who was like an alcoholic and he was an abuser and he was but he was such an alcoholic that he, whenever he tried to hit me, he'd miss. And I was like, you are so pathetic. And like, <laughs> it's like, so I like wrote this whole joke about him, but it was like, I do take responsibility for the part sure. of like why I got involved was like, he was allowing me to avoid my own life and focusing on his defects and his fucked up, shit was just like my way of not progressing sure you know it's oh like my god the way that we as a culture try to pathologize other people and try to break down like is he a narcissist yeah is why he is this? he texting he didn't this? text me for three hours but it's like 
It doesn't matter. It like, doesn't. You are you are focusing your energy on someone that is not interested or is not available. And that is all its own thing. Like You'll that is its never own. know what they're thinking. Yeah. You'll never know right. what they mean. All you can do is take what they say at face value. Yeah. Make your decision and move forward. Right. Like, are their actions matching up with what they're saying? Uh-huh. No. Okay. Well then that's not somebody you should trust. Yep. You should move on and yep. stop trying to fucking focus on like somebody that clearly isn't interested in you. And that is, I went into therapy so intensely after that relationship. I learned actually during that relationship, because while I was in it, I was like, I'm fucked up. Like I am you very knew, fucked up. Cause he had hit, he had landed a hit. Yeah. And so you're like, Oh, I'm something's wrong. Like I shouldn't be. Well, I knew something was wrong before that because he would get in my face and scream at me to the point where like the dog would jump up, stand over my body and growl at him. Like the dog was trying to protect me, you know? So like, and he would do it in public. He would do it in private. Like it, it never mattered. He was just like constantly accusing me of like cheating on him. And this was the only guy that I wasn't cheating on. Cause I was genuinely what you were terrified yeah I was sober dating a drunk yeah wow yeah I was like five years sober or something and you said genuinely terrified yeah I was like really scared of him so is that person still walking the streets of New York City yeah he is he's like uh I can't I can't believe he's alive I really can't because he's still drinking and using absolutely is he in comedy no okay no Wow. Um, I hope you saw your billboard in Times Square. I hope so, too. <laughs> That's so wild. I hope so, too. Yeah. And the narcissist in him probably assumes it is about him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't care. I'm Good. just like, I really think that it's like, I'm at this place where I hope that he sees it because... I'm proud of myself yeah, and I want him to know that I am doing good, you know, but I think he knows that I'm doing good. And even if he doesn't, it doesn't matter because I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I have reached this point in my life now where like things have really come around full circle. Like I have healed from a lot of shit and done a ton of work to heal from it. And have moved through so many relationships and so many um, past hurts and experiences. And I'm in a relationship now that still has its own issues. Of course. Uh, They always will. But are not hidden and are not not spoken about. And are, it's like I face them with the guy, um, with my husband, and we talk about everything, you know? And it's like, that's the most I can hope for. I'm like, I'm not looking for perfection here. Dude. But I would love to have something where we can talk and nothing feels like it's off limits. And nothing feels like... Uncomfortable. Like Yeah. Like, it's okay. Think? I mean, it's okay to feel uncomfortable. Sure. Things are going to. But... But like broaching a subject. Broaching... There, there can't be a subject that's like... Ugh. That's like, um, oh, I'm betraying you by bringing this up. Sure, sure. Yeah. And in that way, you have a very successful relationship from what I can see. Yeah. That you guys 
have now. that open <laughs> you have that open line of communication yeah um can you i don't i don't know if you even can talk about your sex life now but like how is it how is sex as a married person it's really different like it's like i mean people are like oh it's no different it, it i mean it is it's the same and it's different at the same it's I don't know. It's yeah. hard to describe. Of course. Because you are like, the second you get married, you start overthinking sex. Really? Because you've heard such horror stories. Sure. You know, you're like, we got to be the couple that keeps it up and blah, blah. There's all this pressure, right? Yeah. To like, be the couple that defies what married sex looks like. And it's like, you don't have to be that couple. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You can just be the couple that has a sex life. Yeah. The same as any other couple. Yeah. Because marriage really doesn't change that. And it's going to ebb um, and flow, right? Like it's going to be sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it ebbs and flows. And there's a part of the thing that makes me like love being married is like. I, there's this intense feeling of safety and security that I've never had before. Oh. Like, I feel so intensely safe and loved. And I've never felt that. And, like, I genuinely mean that. Like, I've never felt... Um, Unconditional as love. As free to be myself or as free to be... Oh. We can pause. Can we pause? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were just like literally like making me a little emotional. Yeah. The you've never felt so. Yeah. Loved. Intensely and, loved. And, and, um, and I can be myself no matter what. And I feel like even if I am disgusted with him and I don't like what he's doing, I can say it in the middle of sex. And, you know, like we were laughing we, because the other day I he had come already like he just came too quick frankly oh nice and I um but I was like I have like about a minute and a half before this thing goes soft you know what I mean and I was like I'm gonna get <laughs> yes, I'm yes. gonna get my shit off yeah and so I was like coming but also my phone was ringing like over and over and over again and so I was like there's, there has to be some kind of emergency so I checked my phone while I was coming <laughs> and I was like oh shit and I'm like trying to get back to a text message and come before my husband's dick gets off. And he's just laughing at me. He was just laughing at me trying to come and answer a text. And he was that's like, like marriage. He was, yeah. And I was like, that's, that's perfect. That's like the perfect example of like what married sex is. It's, it's like, you're never, you know how to get each other off. Yeah. So you're not trying to like, impress each other sure um but there's days where like you feel a little bit like oh i'm gonna throw something in here just to see what happens make sure he's still paying attention yeah 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 <laughs> yeah that's amazing okay, yeah well, that gives me hope for the future yeah and by the future i mean me being in a uh monogamous relationship ethically monogamous yeah. relationship yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. um okay so this is just a quick round of hot or not i'm gonna list some things and you just tell me if you find them hot or not okay so spanking hot um okay so when i say that do you mean getting spanked or spanking someone else or both more getting spanked but yeah both you'll slap your, your I'll man's slap somebody ass. around yeah okay um choking 
I love getting choked. Really? Yeah. Is it something that you've had to teach lovers? Mm. Or do they do? You, I don't know what straight men are like. No, do they I kind of I instinctively see, grab I think for I the really throat? just people meet me and they do want to choke me. <laughs> they know how to do it. <laughs> just be, like the guy at the bank. <laughs> yeah, there's something about me. If, if a guy's never choked, I'm going to be the one who he nails it with. <laughs> um, um, hair pulling. Okay, no. Okay. Um, dom sub. Like dom, dominant yeah. submissive. Love it as long as it's not um, like a contract thing, like the Fifty Shades of Grey bullshit, which sure. is like absolutely the dumbest story of dom sub I've ever read in my whole life. It's so weak sauce. It's so fucking, it's such a joke. Yeah. Like what kind of dom needs you to fucking sign papers? Are you kidding me? I, 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 I had ve- a lot of problems with that movie. I have so many problems. I didn't with read it. the books. And also she drives me fucking crazy. The actress or the character? The character. Because yeah. she's just like in anguish while he's like buying her cars. I and I'm like, like mm-hmm. can you go fuck yourself and die? This isn't what I wanted. Yeah. What? Where is he? He, he sent a car, but he's not here. And it's, it's like, like, what? Get in the car, you Get dumb in the fucking bitch. car and go find a new one. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. Um, that's so funny. Um, um, leather. Is that a thing in the street community? Gays? There's like a leather community yeah there's i mean it's fine okay but it's not my thing okay i'm not like oh i want to see myself in leather or like i want to see my husband in In leather leather, like i don't want to see my husband dressed up as a gay man no (laughs) you know um 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 group sex yes when it comes to porn but no in In real in practice i would be terrified and i'd be like i need to call my mom I'm going to call my parents. There is a lot going on yeah. in a group setting. I can't imagine actually a group setting in like a straight sex situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just seems like a lot of politics. It feels like having the flu. When I look at it, when I try to like put myself in that position, like in real life, yeah. I would be like, there's, it's too much. <laughs> I, I want to, <laughs> this is too much. You know what I mean? It's like that sensorily it would give me the same sensation as having the flu where I want to be near my mother. <laughs> Mom, can you come pick me up? Yeah, can you pick me up? Party? I'm at a sex party and it, things are out of control. Um, spit. Depends. Yeah. I mean, pre-pandemic, absolutely. Sure. Post-pandemic, I ju- it doesn't feel the now same. Now you're like, this is... It I'm doesn't asking, feel the same. I'm asking for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like... Listen, if you're into spit, then the pandemic happening is just going to make you more into it. So oh, I don't sure because I don't like know if forbidden. I can say I'm really like a spit person. Fair. The M- pandemic but, killed your desire. Yeah, and also like it's you got to be able to like control the amount of spit because sometimes somebody will do it. You know, they'll spit in your mouth, and it's like, oh, okay, that's a lot. Oh, I I even hate when guys are too spitty making out. When it's like a yeah, lot of saliva, too. like I don't want to either spit in my mouth or make out with me. Don't like combine the two. I know. I've had guys like go down on me where it's like there's so much. I'm just like, oh, that. I you like I'm. That's twenty percent me. I'm like you're fucking up my pH. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can feel it happening. 
Um, okay, just like two more. Let's see. Oh, um, sex outdoors. Sex outdoors. No. Okay. No. Too, like too much nature. At I mean, play. if we're on a rooftop, fine. Rooftop. If we're in sexy. the woods, no. no. Depends mm. on how many bugs are around. Sure. If there's a mosquito landing on your like vagina lip, I'm not into it. Totally. Yeah. I wouldn't want that either. Right. Um. And, uh, um. <laughs> mosquito on your vagina lip. <laughs> right. Um. Piss. No. Okay. But I've done it and it's not, I'm not into it. Have you done it both ways? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I peed on someone before when I was so drunk. Yeah. So drunk. I've done it drunk and I've done it sober. I've been pissed on sober. Uh huh. I've pissed on someone else drunk. Sure. I think it's just like, obviously like I'd only do it in like a tub setting or where there's like a drain. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it in like a bed. Like, no. could you imagine cold piss soaked like sheets? Like I'm assuming before you fool around, like yeah. sounds literally like a nightmare. Yeah. Um, okay. And then the last thing is just what, if you could give advice to young Rosie before mm-hmm. she began her sexual journey, mm-hmm. do you have any advice for her or young Rosie in general? Knowing we're knowing what you know now. Oh God. You know, I don't know if this is a popular answer, but truthfully, I don't think I would give myself any advice. No, that's okay. Um, because I just like the way my life has panned out. Isn't that, you're very? I think that's a very wise answer. Yeah. Um. Hopefully. No. Yeah. You're. I think you're maybe. Out of like 48 people, I think you're the third mm-hmm. to say nothing. Yeah. Um, which, hi. Oh, mouse. <laughs> um, which to me enrages little Zach because it's like, no, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. leave me here. Right. Like, tell right. me, please tell me. I know, but it's like, it's but all going to work yeah, out. Yeah, I get it. You're on a billboard in Times Square. Yeah. I'm like, it's going to work out. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Oh, maybe that's it. Just. Don't, Don't worry, worry about, about it. it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Where can people find you? Uh, they can go watch my special. Please go watch my special. It's called Whiskey Fists. It's on Comedy Central's YouTube. If you go to YouTube and you type in Rosebud Baker Whiskey Fists, it's going to come up. It's gonna, the first, the full special is going to come up. And then you can follow me um, at Rosebud Baker on Twitter and Instagram. And I have a podcast called Find Your Beach with my husband. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. I love you so much. I love you too. Bye. Bye. (laughs) What a delightful time that was. Please follow Rosebud Baker everywhere on social media. Check out her stand-up special immediately. I got to be there for the taping. It was absolutely fabulous. Um, She's just, she's, 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 on the rise in the best way possible. She's going to be a household name. Um, so get in on the ground floor and it's so accessible. It's on YouTube, whiskey fists, comedy central, Rosebud Baker, do yourself a favor. Um, especially if you like my sense of humor, you're going to love Rosebuds. Um, and I think that's it. Please rate and review the pod. Consider signing up for the Patreon. Tell a friend who likes to talk about sex. Um, that this pod might be for them. And I miss you already. And until next week, keep sucking and fucking. I love you. Bye.